Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Today's episode is such a good one and I'm so pumped for you to dive in. I have the amazing Christy Whitman here with me. Christy is such an amazing woman and is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and the New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. In this episode, Christy shares so much gold around the seven universal laws, quantum success, and really how to create your dream life and shift your vibration, raise your vibration. Christy's been doing this work for a very long time. She's appeared on the Today Show, The Morning Show, and her work has been featured in People Magazine, Seventeen, Women's Day, and many others. Christy is the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy, which is a 12-month Law of Attraction coaching certification program. Christy has helped thousands of people from all around the world to achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, speeches, coaching sessions, and programs. And I know that you are going to get so much out of today's episode. I can't wait to hear what your golden nuggets are. And make sure you check out the show notes so that you can find out where to connect with Christy. She has a special gift for you as well. Well, that she shares at the end of this episode. And tag me on Instagram when you listen. I can't wait. I'm at the spiritual boss babe. So without further ado, let's welcome Christy onto the show. Hello, Christy. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I can't wait to go into all the things, all the quantum magic. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Stephanie. I'm super excited. You're up to some really amazing things in the world and I'm, I'm gra- grateful to be a light worker with you. Oh, so. thank you. The, the, the feeling is mutual. I love um, what you're doing and everything that you're putting out into the world. I think it's so... Um, powerful, and I'm excited to hear about more about your story and like what led you to your purpose and to everything that you're doing now with sharing about the seven universal laws and like helping people like really manifest their dreams. Essentially, what is that? What what did that look like for you? I, I love to hear people's story, <laughs> like their backstory, their spiritual awakening story, all of it. Yeah, well, it began a long time ago, like over two decades ago, almost 24 years ago. Um, I found myself living in Chicago and I lived in a brownstone with my best friend and I was making lots of money and I had a big responsible job and I had my ideal body. I mean, like it was like I just graduated from college. It was like a checklist of all the things that I was told was going to make me happy. Having the money, having body, you know, dating people. It was just... I was having the time of my life and yet I was not happy. I was, I was just feeling so unfulfilled. 
And no matter what I would reach for back then, you know, I, nothing wrong with it. Um, but I was raised Catholic and I was trying to find some kind of fulfillment, some kind of connection. And I even tried to go back to the Catholic church and I wasn't finding, I just felt so empty. It wasn't, it wasn't the place for me. And so I had moved from Chicago to the Northern California into the, uh, the Bay area. And I, through the boyfriend that I moved there for, uh, met a woman who that was a hairdresser and her name was Janine. And I went to go get my hair done and she had such an effervescent glow and light about her. And like, it was almost like bubbles of joy came off of her. And I didn't have any language for it back then, but I just remember looking at her like, and I had to just flat out say, what do you do? You're like different than most people are. And she started laughing. She knew exactly what I meant. She said, I do, you know, a meditation and do a form called light body. And I was like, oh my God, I got, well, I got to learn more. And she goes, well, contact Melanie. She's my you know, light body instructor. And so I was dialing her number as I was leaving the salon. Wow. I was so like, oh my gosh, I want what she has. Right. I felt like Harry met Sally. If you know that movie, <laughs> like I'll have what she's having. And, um, so I met Melanie and, um, she just said something to me. Now, this is way before the internet. And so this was not common knowledge. And she said, you know, you create your own reality. And when she said that, I went, it's true. Like there was such a, there was such a depth of truth to that. And she, and that she then said, you're either repelling things from you or you're attracting things to you. And once again, it was like, I don't know how I know this, but at the depths of my being, I knew this to be true. And so she said, I'll start teaching you light body, but you need to start meditating. And this is what that looks like. And I want you to go take a meditation class. And during this meditation class, I didn't realize it, but I was opening up my inner healer and I was starting to um, do healing techniques. And we were learning like advanced healing techniques that I didn't even know I was doing. So Mm -hmm. I quickly was opening up my channel and it was around a few years later that so I started applying, like I was starting to attract, like I was just so thirsty and hungry for um, information to teach me about the universal laws and, you know, trying to apply them in my life and seeing what was working and seeing what wasn't working. I was just a student. And um, about five years in, I was meditating because I made that my practice every night, every morning when I woke up. And while I was doing my nightly meditation, I saw a book and it said perfect pictures on that and had my name. And I thought, well, that's interesting because I haven't written a book. And it had the exact cover on it. I could just see it so visually. And that night I went to bed and at 1.05 in the morning, I was woken up with like this voice. It was as if someone was talking in my ear, telling me all this information. And I wow. would, the information that was coming through, I was like, oh my God, it was helping me in the moment. And so I couldn't go back to sleep. I got up, just started describing what I was hearing. It was like sentence, paragraph, you know, just all this, just my hand was not my own. It just downloaded. It was incredible. And so I kind of tucked it away and thought, well, that was a unique experience. I was up for a couple hours, went back to sleep. The next seven nights in a row, same thing, same time, same experience. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. And so I remember I had just seen a spiritual teacher at a Reading Church of Religious Science is where I was going to church at that time and, or where I was going to gather and learn and that sort of thing. And there was a teacher, Terry Cole Whitaker. She was one of the, you know, foundational people that started this industry. She was speaking. um, And I thought, well, I'm going to reach out to her because she's an author. She's had book published. 
So I reached out to her and I said, how do you get a book published? And she said, go on the internet and look for a literary agent. So I literally did that. I went into Google, literary agent. <laughs> and, and I had no idea of the publishing industry, nothing. And there was a guy's picture, Glenn Molette, that popped up, GMA Publishing. And he said, submit your manuscript. So I did. And he wow. accepted it. And it was a print on demand. Again, I had no idea about this industry. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And so um, my book got published. I remember opening it up, holding it in my hand the first time. And it was like, wow, you know, this is insane. And my family and my friends who were definitely not the target audience, because they all at that point thought I had lost my mind, that I'm talking about energy and attraction and all these kind of things. um, They were not the target audience. So I started speaking in spiritual bookstores and, um, you know, New Thought churches and places like that. And people kept asking me as I was giving these workshops and doing processes with them, do I coach? And now, again, this is 19 years ago where coaching oh. was not normal. It wasn't, it wasn't something that you heard of. It was like in a small part of California where people were coaching. Yeah. And most coaches didn't make money. And you know they were, they were struggling. And a lot of them weren't certified and, and that sort of thing. And so um, people, I, like, I don't know about coaching. I had no frame of reference for that. But people would call me on the phone. I wouldn't even charge them. Wow. And they would just start getting leaps and bounds with calling me back going, oh my God, that process that you did with me, that meditation that you gave me, it completely changed everything for me. I feel an opening and money started coming in. I found my ideal partner, you know, all these different things. And so I was a pharmaceutical rep at the time and wow. I was making tons of money, you know, not feeling an in integrity at all because I, if I had a headache, I wouldn't take an aspirin, I'd rub peppermint oil on my head. So for me to be talking about medications that people, you know, mm. it was, it was difficult for me and I felt very split. Yeah. And so I kept following the path of becoming a speaker and becoming a coach. And I kept doing that. And about 14 years ago, I went full time in my coaching business and, um, I've had six books published, two of them hit the wow. New York times so I'm kind of yada yachting a lot of it, obviously, yeah. but um, it, it's just been an amazing journey, an amazing ride, and it's not a career for me; it's a calling. Yeah, and I just—I mean, people have asked me that if you—if you've never had to work another day in your life, I'm like, I'd still do what I do because it's yeah. not about work; it's about you know, it's about purpose, and mm. um, and so I feel very blessed that I get to do what I get to do. That's so amazing. I feel like I have so many things I want to ask you now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, let me tell you this part, because this is the coolest part. So obviously all of my books have been channeled and Mm -hmm. that's what I, you know, I'm a scribe for, you know, I don't know, more in source. I source, exactly. And, um, and about seven or eight years ago, I started having healing parts where I would be on literally a teleconference. It wouldn't even be Zoom or Skype or anything like that with a group of students that I was teaching. And all of a sudden my hands would go up independently of my, my, you know, like I wasn't putting my hands up. My hands would just go up. And I remember the first time this happened where my hands just went up and I was in Montreal, Canada. And the other person was in, I believe Portland. And she goes, did you just put your hands on me? And I said, yeah, I can't put my hands down right now. And she goes, I feel this heat coming into my neck. And I know I know, I can see where your neck and your head is. And I feel like my hands are going to start like turning on fire. They're so hot. And so that was the start of a lot of different things. And um, in 2018, it was on my son's birthday. I'll never forget it. I was doing a healing group yeah, on, on Zoom. 
And all of a sudden, a woman started asking me a question, started talking. And then what, instead of hearing very clear voices and having my hands just go up and have it all be very clear channel, it felt like there was at least nine people talking to me. Sometimes like when my kids talk to me at the same time, it's like, whoa, 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 I can't hear you. And all of a sudden, my consciousness went out and I was, I was an observer and this consciousness came in, Whoa. which are now called the council, the quantum council light, mm. ascended man- I just got masters. goosebumps, like major goosebumps. It's amazing. Amazing. And so I've been channeling them ever since. So that's really where my work has evolved is now I just get to be the, the scribe, the, the messenger for the quantum council of light. Wow. I am like, oh my God, I have so many things. <laughs> Um, first off, it's really weird because I was Googling the council of light for some reason, like a couple months ago. And I don't remember like why or how it came up, but I was like researching. So I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, second, well, was it when that first started happening, when you first started like channeling or when the book came through to you, were you like startled or like since that, like when it first started happening, like what was your thought process of like, what's going on here? Or did it kind of feel like familiar to you? It didn't, it didn't feel scary. I mean, one would think that if my consciousness goes out and some other consciousness, which I, now I can't even hear because it's so deep. And like, I, I leave the, it's almost like I go to sleep, they come in and people afterwards like, oh my God, the council talked about this. And then the council will say something to me, like giving an image or a picture it's so natural. And that first time, even when um, I started writing, every single one of my books comes through me that way. I don't set out to write a book. And I even, you know, after I had some success with my first book, Hitting the New York Times, I had my publisher and literary agents going, okay, when's your next book? And I'm like, I don't know. They haven't given it to me yet because I just can't go, okay, today I'm going to write about this or that. It's, it's truly a a channel. And, you know, it, it happens when I least expect it. I mean, my book Quantum Success threw me while I was in the Mediterranean on a cruise ship at three o'clock in the morning and my family is all asleep and I have no place to go. So I went with my journal into the bathroom on the floor and just started letting it, you know, come through. And wow. I, I can't pick the time. I can't pick, you know, and, and I, and I've always just said, I'm willing to be open and I don't care if it's three in the morning, two in the morning, whatever time it is, come through and I will do whatever I need to do to take the action to get it out in the world. And so yeah. that's my commitment. It's funny because I don't, I've always been very rebellious and I never really, you know, kind of always went my own way. I don't like to listen to what other people say. I want to find my own way. Mm-hmm. But when they, they tell me to do something, it's like, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So your books, like did, so you literally wrote like a full book in like those, that short period of time, or was it like a core download and then you kind of like, well, yeah, I'll I'll give you, I'll give you this one. So that first book was seven days, seven nights in a row, right? It was a couple of hours every night. Um, but I'll never forget this. Um, the art of having it all, which is my second book to hit the New York times, I was at a media conference and I had, um, you know, I was pitching my, my last book and I walked up to, we basically go to different people that are from TV or radio or, you know, podcasting or magazines. And there was this woman standing there from New York magazine and she was a freelance writer. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've got the perfect pitch for her. So I walked up to her and I said, what do all New York women want? And she said, what? And I said, they want it all. 
And she started saying to me, like, women can't have it all. And we've got to get our head out of the clouds and start getting realistic and stop being so overwhelmed and thinking we can have it all. And I was looking at her like, are like, what? This is crazy. And she goes, do you know anybody that has it all? And I said, yeah, I do. I've got a great marriage. I've got great kids. I've got a great career, great money. I've got, you know, and I said, my clients have been working with me. They have it all. And she handed me back my information. She goes, I won't be needing this because I don't believe, nor will I ever believe that women can have it all. And I looked at her right in the eyes and I go, and there in lies the problem. And I, I couldn't like almost breathe after that interaction. I had to go back to my room and I, cause I was at a hotel and I was just like shaking and I'll, I got, I heard, I got that grab, grab your journal and it started and it was like nonstop for two weeks. Whoa. It was just kept going and kept going. And I, you know, it would stop I guess it was nonstop, but it was, I would, I would stop. I would eat. I would, you yeah. know, whatever. But I had to tell my kids and my husband, I'm like, stuff is coming through me. When you see me grab my notebook and my pen, don't go mom, don't go hun. Just yeah. if you see me with this, let me have a moment. It doesn't last long, but I need to get out what it, what is coming through. And they were super, and I had little tiny kids at that time. <laughs> they were super respectful of that. And it just it would download and download. And um, it's just such a beautiful, I'm so proud of that book, but it's, it's so, it's so pure. Yeah. That's so cool. And this all started happening after your, the light activation kind of thing. And when you kind of went into that. Yeah. Well, it was 20, 23 years ago that I took light body, started meditating, learning about the universal laws. And it was about 15 years ago. Um, I started coaching about 19 years ago. It was about 15 years ago when I really started getting momentum with clients and seeing Mm -hmm. clients um, hiring me as a coach on the side, you know, I was still working a uh, full-time job and they were getting like just amazing results. And they were, I was just teaching them about the universal laws. And then it was about, I want to say a year later, the secret came out Oh wow! and it was fantastic because that's what I was coaching people on. So instead yeah. of having to educate people on it, um, they were like now becoming aware of it because of Oprah and Larry King Live and all the other, the boom that happened of awareness during that time. And I was like, this is the best thing ever because now they have an idea of it. But most people had such a limited concept because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like how much can a, an hour and a half movie teach you about universal truths? Yeah. It was a beginning and people were losing their minds. Like, oh, I was, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the man and he hasn't come. Law of attraction doesn't work. And it's like, no, there's just so much more depth to it. Yeah. It's just a beginning. It's just an understanding. And um, so that's why, you know, my, my business even took off even more. And I was able to quit my, quit my day job and go full time. Yeah. Um, and then I started certifying law of attraction coaches in 2008. So um, awesome. Yeah. So I've certified over 3000 law of attraction coaches. Wow. And you still do that today. Your company still does that today. I do. We don't do it live anymore, but we have an evergreen program where people can take it. It's a, there are recordings taught by me. Um, they get Q and a classes or, you know, once a, once a month from me. So they still get, you know, um, information and, and teaching, but the core curriculum is, um, through videos and uh, it's still phenomenal because it's spiritual truths. I mean, yeah. if we go through one of the modules is quantum energy mastery, like how to manage your own energy, how to like really mm. master your own energy, um, how to 
change beliefs, how to work with energy. Um, you know, we have a seven essential laws module that teaches about all those seven essential laws and more importantly, how to apply them and the processes that go with them. And when someone comes into the academy, it's like their lives. I always say we should take a before and after picture. Yeah. Because, you know, when you start applying light, when you start applying energy, you start releasing lower level energy and the stress that goes along with that and the emotions that are stuck. I mean, you're just bound to feel better, look better, you know, just feel happier and, and manifest a life that you want. So it's, it's amazing. And I feel very very blessed that I get to do what I do. Yeah. I mean, you've been really going in with everything that you've been, that's been coming through to you and that you've been teaching. And I want to, I want to get into some of that as well. I mean, there's just so much, I feel like we could talk forever, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, it's just, it's so cool. I'm so excited to check out the law of attraction certification thing too. I'm like, I love learning about energy and all of the things. So when this, also- can I can I, sh- can I share this with you because it's totally. pretty amazing. So I had four people talk about listening to the universe. Like I had four different people within four days talk to me and say to me, "I want you to certify me." And it was back then. I'm like, "Well, I- I'm not doing that. You know, I'll send you where I went." And they were like adamant, "No, you. I want you. It has to be through you." People I didn't wow. know. People that all four people did not know each other. And I'm looking at this going, okay, this is like such a surround sound of fact. If I'm going to listen and if I yeah. was going to do this, what would I do? And it, I literally put, again, pen to paper. This was not my curriculum. This was not my... It came out as... I mean, the modules that it came out, the time frame, how it would do it, how the classes... It was all just so downloaded. Mm-hmm. And to even launch it back then um, in 2008, you know... It, it was just incredible how easy it was. And I said, okay, 50 students, 25 in the morning, 25, 50 students. And it just kept going up and up. And wow. the expansion was just, it was so divinely guided. And that it's just, it's such a light course. You know? mm. I think that's so inspiring also because a lot of people listening are other like entrepreneurial women launching their programs, launching their courses. And I feel like we can all tap into that co-creation process in our own way or whatever. Yes. Um, and like, I think what you said of like how it was easy and it was just coming to you is really powerful. Do you also help people tap into the, like their, the channel? Can anyone channel the council or is it like, do you teach people like how to connect to their higher self or... That's what, like, that's what my work is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really being able to connect with your soul, with your divine self, really returning back to the divine design that we all are. And um, I don't like to teach people per se how to channel, but when you're in alignment and you start opening up to the whispers and the communication, that's when you start to really become your, your, your free will and your divine will become one. And then you get to become that co-creative partner with that divine, the larger part of you, the 96 percent of you versus the four percent as the personality that we are and so um it's it's incredible you know the the work that i get to do now with people to help them release their blocks so that they can open up to more light and be able to channel you know that light themselves be able to tune into the energy that they want to bring in and feel and and have in their daily lives mm, so powerful so what are like the seven essential laws that you teach like in your programs and in in your work 
So I'll I don't go know if we have time that. to go through all yeah, of them. I don't yeah, know how intense I can, it is. I can but. list them. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I can, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I could go. I could. I have courses just on like yeah. the abundance principle coaching program is is all on you know the uh, law of sufficiency and abundance. I mean, there's you know so much, but um, so law of attraction. Most people have heard about at this stage, at least your listeners. But it's you know way I'd like to think about it is. From a energetic perspective, we are energy receivers and we're also energy transmitters. And so whatever we are receiving, either from our environment or from others, it affects us. It affects our um, what we then transmit out. And so when we can align with our divine self and choose the energy that we want to bring in and then deliberately transmit it out, then we're applying the law of deliberate creation. Mm -hmm. So law of attraction is what you send out comes back. Um, in our energy, right? We're energy towers sending signals all day, every day. And what we send out will come back in circumstances, situations, events, people, relationships, all that. Um, The law of deliberate creation is that, okay, I have my free will and choice. This is something that's been given to me as an individual human being. And I get to, instead of looking at that situation and just having a reaction, I can choose how I want to think about it and how I want to feel about it how I want to vibrate. I'm going to be deliberate in my vibration that I'm giving out so that the law of attraction will then match that different vibration. Instead of being in lack, I'll be in abundance and then be able to have evidence of abundance. Mm. Um, The third law is the law of allowing, which is really the law of anytime we're feeling any type of resistance, anytime we're judging, criticizing, condemning, you know, playing that persecutor inside of ourselves where we're either doing that to ourselves anybody in our lives, universe, you know, we're not in a place of of expansion. We're in a space of contraction. And when we're in a place of contraction, we're not allowing that really the greatness of who we are. We're not allowing the the totality of who we are, the oneness of who we are. We're becoming very um, closed off, compartmentalized version of that. So law of allowing is really important to feel that divine connection. Um, then there's a law of sufficiency and abundance. This is my favorite law. I feel like this is the one that pulls it all together because, and it's one that most people really have a hard time with because most people are, and I know you teach about abundance too Mm -hmm. and have programs in abundance, which is incredible work and is so powerful and it's so important to do. Um, most people are raised in limitation, lack, separateness, struggle. And, you know, I know I was, and that's where I was Mm -hmm. that place in my life where it's like, I've got everything I set out to get and I'm still unhappy. Mm. And because my thoughts were still in not enoughness. And, you know, that really has been a huge spiral upward in my growth. And, and even 24 years in into doing spiritual work, still, still hit that. And thank goodness I have, you know, the tools to be able to know what to do when I do hit up against those pockets of not enoughness energy or that programming. So, with law of sufficiency and abundance, best way I can think about or talk about it is when you look at one end of the spectrum, there's lack. And on the other end of the spectrum, there's abundance. And the doorway into like that tipping point into abundance is satisfaction, is coming Mm -hmm. from a place of contentment. And to be in that place of contentment or satisfaction is where we have to apply looking for the positive aspect, looking for what we're grateful and appreciative of. Because then we're tipping into that realm of abundance of leaving the realm of lack. Yeah. 
So then there's um, the fifth law is the law of pure potentiality, which is the law of just like pure positive energy. Energy is seeking to express itself into form, into manifestation. It wants to create. We are part of that creator. It's what's breathing us. It's with beating our heart. It's why we are creators. And when we can feel the potential of any idea or any desire and go with that potential, then it can manifest. But if we're not allowing it, we're closing down, then obviously it can't manifest. But there's pure potentiality that wants to, it wants to manifest. It wants to create what we want to create. And then there's the law of detachment, which is most people think, oh, that's the law of just act like you don't care. And it's not true. Is it like um, surrender? Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. But it's like, you know, when you want something, when you desire something, I mean, we want to be able to focus on that, to pour our energy into that, to feel what it feels like to already have it. But the details of the who, the what, the where, the when, all that stuff, we have to detach from it because if we yeah. don't, then we have negative emotions or lower level emotions. And that's almost like trying to have a locomotive that's going 300 miles an hour by trying putting on the brake, right? Yeah. Trying to get in a fast moving car that you're flooring and yet you got the handbrake on, right? So mm -hmm. when we detach that flow, that pure potentiality can come through and manifest what we want. And then the last one is the law of polarity in that we have to realize that in the energy realm, there is no polarity. It's oneness, it's love, it's abundance, and it's always in positive vibration. But we're the ones here on planet earth where it's dense, we're material, mm -hmm. we have polarity, we have good, we have bad, we have up, we have down, we have lack, we have abundance, we have love, we have fear. I mean, we have polarity here. We've got sadness and, you know, and, and on one side we have great joy. So, and we as humans have to learn how to feel and notice how we feel on any given subject and recognize which end of the spectrum are we on, which pole are we on. Yeah. And be able to then apply. That's why they all fit together. Apply the law of deliberate creation. Say, okay, it's up to me. I can stay stuck in this lack. I'm going to move into abundance, right? Now we're applying the law of sufficiency and abundance. We're now in the law of allowing and detachment. Law of attraction can then bring us more of what we want. Mm. Whew. That was amazing. Thank you so much for, for like giving you, we did it in like, it seems like it was way longer, but it was only like five minutes. <laughs> Thank you for going into all of those seven. And it's cool to see like how they work together, especially like I can imagine like when someone goes through the program or your book and like dives into it more, once they have the greater understanding of it, it's probably easier to kind of like work with all of that together, like merge it together. I feel like a lot of people probably struggle with the, the, um, the detachment yes, and the letting it go. Cause as humans, we like to do things and figure things out and fix problems. Are there yes. like certain, um, exercises or things you share for people to help them like let go or, or detach from the details specifically? Yeah. I mean, with detachment, it really is about a shifting. Like for example, if someone is, is attached to their old emotions, like if they're holding any hurts or, um, you know, pains or resentments or anything like that, you know, it's really bringing in a very different energy. It's literally having your energy being just let it go. It's like dropping off a box, right? And it's like a feeling of inside of your body, just being able to go into your belly and feel the hurt 
not not disconnect and even detach from the from the thoughts because the thoughts and the emotions continue to spiral and they continue to activate each other but when you can just take your full focus and concentration and awareness into your belly where our main emotional body is anyway mm-hmm. and feel the pulsation of the energy whether it's a hurt or anger or sadness or whatever it is and allow that energy to move out, then you can fill up that energy with what you want, the feeling of joy, the feeling of abundance. And the more you attune to what you do want, and the more you're willing to release what you don't want, then you start to shift. I mean, you're, it shifts your thoughts, it shifts your emotions, it shifts your whole entire perspective. Yeah. And it sounds so easy. <laughs> it takes practice for sure. Yeah. And like emotional intelligence and awareness, I'm sure, to really get it and to be able to shift out of that story into a higher level of thought, so to speak, or like a higher level of, or I don't don't even know if the word level is whatever, but just like to get out of those stories and and be the observer. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) The observer of it. You asked about process. The best process I know for that is meditation. It's just mm-hmm. putting yourself in a place where, of, whether it's silence or using mantras towards what you do want um, or doing guided meditations, which I do offer a lot. I do a lot of meditations. Um, it, it's, it, you know, it's really being able to shift the focus on what you don't want from what you do want. And uh, one of the things that I've shared for years is that the three questions, and I do this to the day, to this day, and it helps all the time, is ask yourself whenever you feel like you're attached to something or struggling with something or you feel you're in lag or you feel you're in contrast of any kind, ask yourself, what do I want? Because as you start to ask yourself, okay, what do I want? What are my options? What are my choices? Things start to open up. Your energy starts to move because you don't feel like you're stuck in the problem and that you're you know, you're limited. So what do I want? Why do I want it? And then as you start listing why you want something, because you might think I need more money. Well, why do you want the more money? Well, because I want to pay the bill and I want to have more at the end of the month and I want to feel like I can invest in my business or my future or my nonprofit or my whatever it is. So that why? So that I can feel... I'm on purpose so I can feel secure, so I can feel free, so I could feel uh, whatever it is. And then once you understand why you want something and understand that it's our universe is first vibration and any form always follows vibration and energy, mm-hmm. when you can f- really put yourself in a consistent vibration with what you do want, it will, it must come as long as you're consistent with it. Yeah. It's like reality has no choice but to shift into what you're vibrating, like what you're aligning with. Exactly. That's so powerful. It's quantum. That's what I want to get into. I'm like obsessed with the quantum stuff. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, um, you know, I've been on my journey for my like spiritual journey since I was like a teenager and been going on this path. And now looking back, I am connecting, I've been connecting so many dots on my journey and the quantum stuff has been coming up more than ever in the last year that I've been like teaching and sharing and understanding in the healing aspect of like, oh wow, like a future me went back and healed past things. And that's what led me on this path and all these dots. And I'm like, I feel like it's part of my path and purpose as well to teach around the quantum stuff. And so I'm so excited to hear from you and like what 
quantum success is all about and, and what you teach in, in that realm. Awesome. Well, my whole branding is quantum success <laughs> because it really is. It's, it's not like a human take action, have a step-by-step, you know, mm-hmm. do this, get the rewards, do this, get the rewards, do that. You know, it's not a step-by-step thing. It is literally like a tapping into an unlimited stream of energy that fuels you. And then it's like exponential, like the, mm-hmm. the steps that you take the rewards are exponential. And it's, it's literally like me when, when, what I wrote about in quantum success, my book is that, you know, who we know ourselves to be, no matter what age we are, no matter what our programming has been, no matter what our situations, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever we have been up to this point, as far as we know ourselves to be, that's only 4% of who we really are. The 96% is the non-physical us. That's not all of the 96% is inside of us, but that part that literally is breathing us, that's beating our heart, that's circulating our blood, that's, that's the creator. That's the 96% of us. And that's wow. coming from an unlimited field. And when you just think about that, who you know yourself to be, woman, you know, boss lady, you know, whatever, whatever, married, not married, kids, not married, you know, all the rules that we play, all the history that we've had. Four percent of who we really are. Wow, it's it is it's it is a wow. It's like it's mind blowing because it's like wow, mm-hmm. I haven't been tapping into the pure potentiality. So if everything first is energy, and I have that ninety six percent of me that is energy, and I can't be separated from that energy, and it's basically that energy inside of me becomes what I ask it to be because I'm the energy master of my, my body and that energy needs a human to go through. It's kind of like, you know, you have a faucet over here on one side and then you've got flowers over here. Well, how do you get the water from the faucet over to the flowers? You need that hose. You need some kind of containment. Well, we are the containment for the divine. Mm. It needs a channel. If you were going to go water the driveway and you have a hose of water, that water is going to seep back out into the ground. But yeah. when you dig a hole and you have a containment, then the water fills up and it becomes a pool or a pond or whatever it is. We are that container and the divine to be able to create through us, to bring light to this planet, to be able to just expand and feel joy and bring that level of itself to this plane it needs a container that's willing to be that hose without being stuffed up and muddied. Yeah. I love that analogy. Thank you. <laughs> so how do you like help people become that container? Um, I mean, even though they already are the container, but like really, um, I guess, get, get their ego out of the way, get their humanness <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Not humanness out of the way, but just like to, to really tune into that. That, well, that infiniteness within them. Yeah. Well, it's realizing number one, that we are infinite. You know, it's like, it's, you know, consciousness is having awareness, having an understanding, having knowledge. And the, and there's always more and more and more levels. It's not like, oh, you've reached a level and you're, you've got it. You know, it's like, as long as we are like what I even understand from the quantum council of light, it's like, there's always more and there's always more expansion. And so where someone is, 
as they're releasing their, like I said, their hurts, their resentments, their imprints, the places where they've got bushwhacked, they're going along in life, something happens, they get bad news, or they find something out and we close down our hearts. Those are places where energy and light cannot move through because we ourselves have closed it down. The example example I use is like you're at, and this is how a lot of people function, you're at a soccer game and the ball's coming at you and you put your hands up to block yourself, but then you don't put your hands down. You keep your hands up there like in a blocking, Mm -hmm. right? To protect yourself. And it's like the stimulus, the boyfriend who broke your heart or the girlfriend who betrayed you or, you know, the person that passed or the dog that passed or any of these things that happen, they happen before, but we're still in guarded mode, keeping up our hands up. Or another analogy I I say is like, you know, it's wintertime and it's cold and you got to put your hat and your earmuffs and your gloves and your scarf and your big winter jacket and your boots and out of protection of the, the weather. But then you don't realize that you can take all that off. And now it's the middle of summer, it's 90 degrees out and you're so uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's really about taking off the hat and the earmuffs and the gloves and the coat and the, you know, all that stuff, realizing that we're the ones that can do that. We were the ones that closed our hearts down around that subject. And as we open our hearts up again and return back to knowing who our real source is, who our protector, who our provider is, which is our divine that's breathing us, can never forsake us or leave us, mm. then, you know, and stop assigning other people on this plane to be all for us because they can't. They're just other humans on the journey with us. Then we can align back into the fullness of who we are by releasing those imprints, by releasing some of those limited beliefs that we have and those meanings that we make things. Yeah. And give things a better meaning. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I see women that are, you know, in their fifties that are going through divorce and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I'm getting divorced. And it's like, oh, that's like, you know, the worst thing ever. And then they beat themselves up and they punish themselves for the rest of their life until they come into me, my world. And it's like, okay, it's, it's something you need to let go and forgive and, and yeah. change the meaning of divorce. It wasn't a failed marriage. Who did you become in the process? And from a soul's perspective, wasn't that a success? Yeah. We're looking at money going, okay, you want money, you need money. Last time I checked, we can't buy anything, whether it's a roof over our head or water or food or anything without money. But yet you have this belief that tells you that money's bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's releasing where the split energy is inside of us so that we can come become congruent with whether it's a relationship or having a partner or having a career that's thriving or having money or having our health and well-being, whatever it is, because that's really the divine design. It's awakening those divine codes within us that are quantum. Yeah. I love that. And, And some of the examples you used are like, and I can so relate. I just like went through a really traumatic breakup not that long ago. And I've been <laughs> I don't like, mean to laugh, but well, I'm, I'm like way better now than I was like five, six months ago. And it, like, it was a long story, but, um, so like I've been doing the whole, like going through the motions, like of the forgiveness and the compassion and the learning the lessons, but then still like the anger and like the hurt and then back to the forgiveness and the compassion. And like, so our, I, I, what I'm getting at is I'm going to ask a selfish, selfish question of like, what are some things that 
um, you help people with like how to put their guard down or how to let go of that, I guess, lingering hurt or whatever that uh, they're holding on to around money, around relationships, around whatever. Um, are there certain tools? Are there certain things that you oh, have yeah. them do? Well, it's all energy, right? So the big, yeah. the big thing is that whatever the process or the tool or whatever the healing that I'm doing or even the council light does, um, it's the quantum council light because there's other people out there that have you know the uh, information on the council light. So um, just to let you know that that's what that is. But mm-hmm. um, that they do like they're amazing because they'll come in and they'll they'll see someone go okay, when you were four years old, this happened, this block happened, that led to this and this and this. And they do like a whole timeline healing on someone. So that's like wow. the depth of the work that I do as far as you know, channeling them. But of course, there's processes and things through meditations and um, you know, different things like that that I do with people. But it's always about having the willingness to say, okay, I want to be, first and foremost, I want to feel good. I want to feel aligned. I don't want that man or that money or that past thing or this to be the reason or an excuse of why I'm not aligned. I get to look at that relationship. I get to look at that money. I get to look at that, that whatever it was. And I get to say, that's the place where I need to understand more light. That's where I need to bring in more light. That's an opportunity. As the council says, that's your gift. It's like the universe is handing mm-hmm. you a gift in a beautiful box you know, full of ribbons and that you get to unpack that. You get to unwrap it and understand that that's where our blind side is with our light because who we are is light and we are a temple of light. We are that channel of light for light to come down and through and create and when we are in a place of having hurts and resentments or limitations or frustrations or angers or any of those things, yes, we're human. We need to process those out and have our human moments, but re- making sure to return back to the stream of energy that is of love. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, yes, there's tons of processes, tons of things that I do, but that's the whole uh, constant. Of, of what happens is that when you can release those lower dark energies and you know even change a perspective of the thought that gets you hooked up into it's like you get you're going down the road and all of a sudden something you think of something that maybe he did or mm-hmm. something right and that makes you angry and you're still wrapped around that thing and maybe you should have done something different so it's the language that we say about to ourselves about should and could and would yeah. and have to and you know, it, it's changing that so that there's freedom and light, even in that thought, so that the emotion that then is come, you know, that precedes it is more of alignment with love. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. And uh, I think like the whole deciding to let it go or awareness of it is like the key. It's easy to sit there and go, you know what? I am so justified because (laughs) she did that to me or he did that to me or he didn't do that or I was Mm -hmm. betrayed and I'm right. He was wrong. And you know, it's, it, it, you could, you could probably survey all of your friends and all of your followers and they go, you're right. You're totally right. You had no right to do that. I don't know know anything (laughs) about anything, but right. But you know, you could, you could do that. You could survey the whole world and everyone say, you know what, Stephanie, you're right you're right. You are justified. And then you hold on to that. It's like, yeah, but would you rather be right? Or would you rather be happy? Yeah. Because being right is being righteous. And that is not equality. It's not a divine code of the divine. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's willing to say, you know what? My happiness, my joy, my alignment with who I really am is so much more important than being right. And I, and, and he had his reason to do that, or she had her reason to do this. And you know, that, that is something that maybe I'll never understand. You know, I'll give you an example. My sister had, she was 11 years older than me. Um, she had committed suicide 22 years ago, mm. 20, 23 years this May. And um, one, one promise I made to myself, one commitment that I made to myself is that when I was kind of going over what I could have, should have, and how could she do this to mom and dad? And how could she do this to me? And, you know, what was she thinking? And why didn't she leave a note? And all, you know, all those things. I decided I'm not going to ever ask myself why she did it and all the questions I'll never have an answer to. Yeah. Never. Because I could easily be justified in being angry with her for the rest of my life for doing what she did. But how is that going to affect me? Yeah. It's going to affect my joy, my freedom, my connection. And I wasn't willing to allow what she did, her own choice for her own life, affect me and the life that I still have to live. Mm. That's really powerful. Like perspective shift of like, for the forgiveness work and and like taking responsibility for your own happiness and your own joy in life. Yeah. I mean, nobody else is responsible. Yeah. And also not asking the why questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good from a perspective of when you're in alignment with your divine, you're like, why? Like, what's the, what's the why behind this? What am I learning here? You know, where, where am I blocking my light? You know, when you're having that deep connection with your divine self and you're going in there and you're willing to roll up your sleeves and go, okay, why am I blocking my light? Why am I blocking my happiness? Then you're going to find answers, but to sit there and go, why did he do that? And why doesn't he love me anymore? And why was that so hard? And, you know, things that you'll never know the answer to. It's, it's like, let them go, surrender them, detach from them and just choose to be in a different place. Yeah. And when you choose to be in a different place, that's when you make those quantum leaps. Exactly. It's like, what are some like amazing quantum like leaps that you've experienced in your life, like from applying these things and, and going quantum with your business, with whatever things that you've helped your clients with through these processes? You know, there was some things that I was holding on to years ago with my own limitations and lack. And as soon as I let go of them, I had a million dollar launch for my coaching academy. And I was wow. able to do that eight years in a row or eight um, launches in a row. Um, so stuff like that. I mean, it, you know, when I, when I was first speaking, I was speaking in uh, colleges on suicide prevention because I had a marketing guru tell me that that's what I should do. And then you can come in later and talk about your woo-woo law of attraction coaching stuff, right? And it just was painful every time wow. I had to get on a plane and go and speak in front of... Because I told my sister's story mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And as soon as I made that decision that this was not in alignment with me, that's when the, the QSCA, my co coaching academy birthed. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I have had just story after story. I just had a client the other day that she had so much resentment for her dad. And we did like this huge healing with her. And literally the next day she got this um, check in the mail from her dad's insurance for a very large sum of money. Um, and it was there for her, but it wasn't coming to her. 
Wow. I mean, it's, it's crazy. That it's amazing. It's like a yeah. miracle. It's like magic. Yeah, it it's is. Like, <laughs> literally. It's energy. Exactly. You know? Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, once you clear stuff out, it allows things to flow in. It's so funny. I literally just like made a little uh, post yesterday. I was like, you know, as we continue to rise and expand, what's no longer aligned falls away, bless and release. And also like having that awareness to take charge or whatever and say, okay, like this is where I want to be. What do I need to clear out? Um, Or who do I need to forgive to create more energetic space? It's really fascinating and it makes life like so much more like fun and magical, like to, to do this work and to dive into it. But don't you notice, Stephanie, that whenever you say, like, you have this beautiful idea or this desire that expands you and you go, ooh, I want that. And that, whatever that is, that desire, that dream, that idea, that intention, it, it, it calls forth you to be different. It, it calls forth you to have a different energy and to be able to rise into becoming who you want to be in order to have that thing, whatever is not of that thing needs to be revealed. So it comes yeah. up and it comes up again as a gift so that we can release it and then we can naturally buoy up so that we could be in the vibration of receiving it. I, I always use like my husband example. Like when I was single, I wanted to have my ideal partner and I had this whole scroll of you know qualities that I needed to have and everything like that. And you know, so I was very attached to the qualities. I was detached from when he was coming and all that kind of stuff. But um you know, I really wanted to find a partner. And so I would feel what it felt like to have a partner and have the type of connection that I wanted with him and that sort of thing. And then I, I met him and, oh my gosh, he was living in Montreal. I was living in Philadelphia. So the next kind of goal was to move in the same city. And, you know, how is that going to happen and feel Cause we were going, you know, up and down, up and down with dating mm-hmm. each other for six months, um, long distance and seeing each other every two weeks, talking every day. And then finally we got in the same you know, city. I moved to Montreal, quit my job, started my business full time. And then we wanted to buy a house. And then it was like, okay, now the next desire, we want to buy a house. We want to build our own dream house. We get in the house and then it's like, now we want to have a baby, right? So we get pregnant and then, oh, we get pregnant with another baby. Now the house is too small. So let's get another house. I mean, that's how life goes when it's like you keep expanding and you keep expanding. And then it was like, okay, we got our dream house in Montreal. I don't want to live in Montreal in the winter anymore. Let's go live in Arizona. So we were living in Montreal and living in Arizona, chasing good weather and, you know, six months and six months. And then it became like, you know what? We don't want to live in Montreal anymore. We want to make Arizona our home. And and that's what we did. So it's like, it's a constant evolvement. Mm -hmm. And you, but here's the thing, from a spiritual quantum level, it's us that's evolving whenever we get the desire. And as long as we, the human go along with, Ooh, I like that desire. It, it requires us to be more of who we are. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole game. It's not really for the attainment of the house or the money or the thing. It's who we get to become in the process of it. Yes. I, yeah, it's, that's literally everything. This, the whole journey is a journey of remembering. And like something I always share is is the same thing. I just love, I'm getting like all these goosebumps of like, yes. (laughs) Um, uh, I always share like with my audience that, you know, the more we align with our soul and the truth of who we are, the easier it is to receive the the things that we want. That's exactly what you were sharing. And it's so beautiful and so powerful. 
feel like we covered so much in this. <laughs> and like I said, fun. it could be super easy to like continue to go on, but like, uh, thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared in this and for taking the time out to um, just really go into all of the amazing things that you are sharing and teaching and putting out into the world and your light where can people find you and connect with you and check out your courses and your programs? And also, is there anything else you want to share with people to end it off? Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> and um, thank you for the amazing work you're doing in the world. Um, I have a course because people would always ask me, where do you start? Like, yeah. where do you just start with all this? Like, cause you know, I, I'm t- we're talking quantum this and mm-hmm. you know, it's like, but where does someone just start? And you have to watch your words. Because the language that we, the words that we say, our words are like our wand. And, you know, it says even in the Bible, in the beginning, there was the word. Words make up thoughts. Thoughts thought over and over again become a belief. You know, it, 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 our thoughts connect with our emotions. Everything begins with a word. So I created this whole entire free series. It's called Watch Your Words. You could go to watchyourwords.com. Mm-hmm. It's a 30-day video series. It takes two minutes a day. The videos are anywhere from two to four minutes. And I tell you about the word that is pulling down your energy, that's keeping you stuck in lack or limitation, keeping you in separation, struggle consciousness, and what to say instead. And you will start to see the difference in your energy. And, and people like going through these 30 days have had like one of those amazing, miraculous quantum leap situations because they're shifting their language. Wow. So they can go to watchyourwords.com. It's a free gift. I love your kitty. And, um, or you can go to christywhitman.com. It's my main website where you can see a whole menu of things that I do. But I would definitely recommend starting with watchyourwords.com. And the last thing I would say is that, you know, every single one of us that is listening, that is here, that's breathing, has the divine breathing us because we wouldn't be alive. Our life is literally inside of us. That's our true life partner. And that life partner wants us to be healthy and wealthy and successful and abundant because that's the nature of itself. And so when we align with it and we allow ourselves to go, we get to receive the treasure chest that each one of us has individually. We don't have to compete for the treasure chest because it's ours individually. Our treasure chest never depletes. It's always filled up. And you know we all can really live a life that we truly love where we really do have it all as we define it, as we want it. So beautifully, beautifully said. So amazing. Thank you so much, Christy, for all of this. I'm so glad we got to connect and I'm so grateful for you being on the show. And I can't wait for everyone to check out all the things that you have to offer and dive into your books and all all the stuff. Um, So thank you. Thank you so much. This is amazing. This is perfect. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.